Welcome to Multiverse of Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. Hey, how are you doing tonight, Devin? I'm doing well, Luke. How are you? I'm ready to get done with Chris Claremont's fucking exiles. And on to Jeff Parker's. No, no, we got like one thing in between that I have not actually read before. Oh, okay. Is it the is it the weird crossover with the X Men? No, that was with uh, what should we call it? Extreme X Men. Oh, okay. The one with like Civil War Cyclops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that was with Extreme X Men. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, we're wrapping up really like Exiles Volume One that we've been covering since Episode Three of the podcast, and this is going to be. Some ungodly high number. This will be 143, so it's taken us 140 episodes to cover. Nice. This is covering New Exiles 13 through 18, which was written by Chris Claremont with pencils on issue 13 by Tom Grummet, pencil uh, with pencils by Tom Grummet, inks by Vicente Cifuentes, uh, with Will Fredo Quintana on the colors, Tom Wurzakowski on letters, 14 through 18 have Tim Seeley on the main story. And then we get a backup story with art by Visenk Villagrasa. And welcome to the Sage Haters fan club. I'm Luke. I'm indifferent, Devin. There's just a lot of stuff that I am tired of because it, it's just a such a big dip and a change in tone and quality and like everything else like i'd rather have chuck austin come on and do some stuff because at least his stuff was simple but it made sense did it yeah i mean at least out of that we got asshole magic that's true i liked asshole magic (laughs) (laughs) okay so let's Let's go over our uh, main team. Are you ready? Let's do it. So up first, we've got our only original team member who's still around. That is Morph, a.k.a. Kevin Sidney. Devin likes to say he's like Duck-a-Muck incarnate. Up next, we have Sabretooth. He is from the Age of Apocalypse universe. He is pretty much the almost sort of original member. He was a part of the villainous uh, Weapon X group. And now he's yeah. the leader. Yep. And then we also have uh, 616 Psylocke. She has been getting stalked by Slaymaster, who is the guy who, in her own universe, cut out her eyes. And after briefly sort of getting controlled by Ogun and almost sold into slavery, she is back now. After that, we have Mystic. He is a male version of mystique and he has red hair yep and he's gay is he gay is he no maybe not i mean he may he may just be queer but i mean claremont doesn't really get a lot of time to explore this character there's also gambit who is the son of sue storm and namor from another universe and he he's not normal Gambit. He just has, like, Sue Storm powers. But also Namor powers. It's weird. We have the cat, a, another version of Kitty Pride. 
Uh, yeah, Cat like is Kat. also. Cat's going through a lot of weird stuff. She killed Wolverine last issue. Yeah, or the last time we covered it. Evil Hydra Wolverine. That is. That makes it okay. And then last we have Sage, who is Luke's favorite uh, character. Yeah, my favorite thing is how uh, Roma, who used to be the Otherworld Guardian, Otherworld being where the Captain Britain Corps are, and like people who watch over the structure of the universe. Uh, she just got a whole bunch of monsters stuck in her head, and also her personality, Diana Fox, who had fought against the team as Captain Britain. It's weird. And so we start off with Gambit and Mystic, who are swimming in an ocean in the Panopticon, and it starts populating and getting, like, coral and fish showing up. And then they see Cat, who got turned into a mermaid there, and she suddenly gets startled and disappears. Yeah. This and... Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, it was a... The art for this issue, I will say, wasn't the best. I could not tell right away that that was Cat. Honestly, it kind of looked like Blink. No, I'm going to disagree with you there. I thought the art was clear enough here. See, I I, know it didn't do it for me. She was like coated in pink for a lot of parts. She was in for like two panels there, though. Yeah. Uh, So up next... Uh, Sage finds Cat in the observation suite and she is wet there and and Sage knows that there are controls that only Cat is able to work with and Sage also believes that Cat is merging with the system that runs the Panopticon. The next bit's where I'm going to talk about the art again. Mm-hmm. Once we hit the Sabretooth. Sabretooth's face looked very strange in this issue. Yeah, we get a scene where Psylocke is fighting the like slave personality that Ogin had planted in her mind. Uh, and she's able to use some saber tooth techniques to kill it. And Kat is watching all this and Kat looks like Psylocke because she is dressed up in the Psylocke costume for whatever reason. And Sabretooth's like, hey, get out of here, kid. And then Sabretooth talks to her about something. And she's like, hey, I'm ready to go fight Slaymaster now because like Kill that other part of me. And also, Kitty is just creeping at a rogue when Morph comes back in. And Morph just decided to buy Rogue a new outfit, which is a weird thing. Yeah. At first, I thought it was probably some plot line that I couldn't really remember. And then realized it was not. Yeah. And so Sage keeps looking in. She has an attack from all the voices inside of her. Cat wakes up and runs off and then Sabretooth and Psylocke come in because they have a mission so everyone gets together and this is actually where the annual goes but the placement is really weird and Sabretooth puts Morph in charge of the team and the ultimate like turnout of that is that Morph merges his personality with Proteus who he was inside and now they're best pals yep so we then get to uh issue 14 where we see Naramani who is being chased by aliens including a scroll but she gets defended by Sharon of the Daughters of the Dragon Sharon is ultimately killed by Offset who is a mantis titty person and her life force is drained do you know who Naramani is normally nope Deathbird Lalandra's sister oh, the bad one okay 
No, I know, mm-hmm. that. I know Deathbird. Luckily for Naramani, Morph and the Exile show up and start fighting with the rest of the team. So it's Morph, Gambit, Mystic, Rogue, and Psylocke who are there. And Psylocke is familiar with the Shi'ar Death Commandos who are after Naramani. And after they defeat him, that is when the Sons of the Iron show up, who are people in Iron Man suits, along with the Daughters of the Dragon, who are mostly in bad lingerie costumes. Mm -hmm. We find out that this Earth is mostly islands, and the island that they're on is London of Britannia, which is home of the respective peacekeeping teams. And it turns out that this encounter with the Shi'ar is the first time that aliens have come to the planet, and Psylocke gives them the rundown. And Naramani explains how she is one of the Shi'ar royals, and she is a rightful heir, because, you know, she is Deathbird. Meanwhile, Rogue talks to Colin, who is one of the men of the Iron, who is actually a dragon man. Or maybe he was just a dragon. But not you remember the Tr- dragon man. Yeah. You remember Trogdor, Devin? Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Colin explains how the women in their race generally look more human, so they don't need to wear armor, but sometimes humans and also dinosaur people can be the men of iron, and so they wear the armor to hide their race. It's It does not make a lot of sense. Nope. It's just, And also, there's just, like, so many different Iron Man suits there, because, like, later on you see a... Like the one that Tony Stark made in the cave, you'd think that all of them would be the same freaking type of Iron Man. Yes, this I mean for them being an army, yes. Mm-hmm. Like Tony had them because he was a one man guy who needed things for different missions. Armies have uniforms. I'm pretty sure that it was just Tim Seeley wanting to draw a bunch of Iron Man outfits. Oh, for sure. Meanwhile, Rogue talks to uh, meanwhile, Mystic and Namor try and get more information from the guard. When Cat appears, she has been turned into a tiger cat lady form, complete with the tiger bikini, because they need to protect Naramani from the Shi'ar. The base that they're in gets bombed, so the team works together to save people, but that is when the Death Squad shows up, which includes Warren Worthington, who here is Crate, which is pretty much a bondage archangel. Very true. There is Moira Kinross, who's normally Moira McTaggart, who here is Hypernova and has energy powers somehow. Yeah. There's Samantha Summers, who is Colony, who turns into like modular murder bugs. Is this where you got the name, Luke? No. Like, I, I totally forgot this was a thing. There is Scott Summers. He is not human. He is Devo. He was pretty much Cyclops in Night Armor. There is Charles Xavier, who is known as Black Cloak, who is like your generic Death Knight NPC. Much like Charles and, Xavier. Yep. And there's Alex Summers, who is Warshot, who has a gun for some reason. It's, it, it's a very weird setup that doesn't answer questions. Because, like, if it was just the Summers, I could accept that. Because it's like, oh, yeah. Traditionally, they get abducted by the Shi'ar, but Scott and Alex escape. And here, that didn't happen. But by adding in, like, Warren Worthington and Xavier, 
and none of them are dragon people, it's very weird. Yeah. So Psylocke, Morph, and Rogue get taken down. Cat tries to stop Black Cloak, but she gets the psychic whammy. Luckily, Mystic is able to turn the tables briefly. Unfortunately, that's when Lalandra, Empress of the Shi'ar Empire, shows up with her partner, Sue Storm, a.k.a. Madame Hydra, who is out for revenge, and she pins down Cat and Mystic. She wants revenge because she was in love with the Wolverine that got killed. So... Cat and Mystic somehow fuse together into a classic-style Kitty Pride, who keeps on transforming as they fight. And Kitty's just, like, messing with Sue Storm for the most part. It's like, oh, you're holding me in space? Well, the Earth rotates, so you're going to have to keep holding me here if I don't try and escape, and that's going to be too much work for you. And then Gambit gets confused because it's like, Mom? And Sue gets really racist and distracted about it, which lets Kitty strike back. Racism. And, it's what yeah. will undo you. And I don't know if the weird goth Kitty Pride thing is from something. Yeah. Or just like yeah, Tim C. Nothing that I recognized anyway. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> comics is right yep so Lalandra tries to kill Naramani but she gets saved by Morph and then Lalandra turns all death strikey by growing super murder claws requiring Naramani to save Morph in return uh, Colony ends up killing Misty Knight who really didn't get to say anything and Colony is very racist about having killed Misty Knight she goes to attack Colin, and that's when Rogue comes in and tries to punch Colony and gets her arm stuck. Colony tries to eat her, but then Rogue is like, oh, hey, no, I got this power. I'm going to just dissolve you, get some of your powers and memories, and oh, my clothes are gone now. I'm nude. Maybe this and Rogue also, is the uh, Marvel equivalent of Bayonetta, Luke. That wouldn't make sense. Bayonetta wears her hair. Yeah. Rogue has very short hair. Maybe her hair's invisible. Like her clothes. Uh, so Rogue is also able to heal people. She offers to heal Colin, and Colin's like, uh, yeah, no, I see your titty right now, so you can take my Iron Man costume, and then they make out a bit. It's, it's very, very weird. Uh, as the fighting continues, Gambit steps in to save Naramani, Cat is able to separate from Mystic and ends up pulling out Sue Storm's brainstem, which in doing so ended up using the last of her life force and she dies. R.I.P. R.I.P. The most badass Kitty Pride. I liked Kitty Pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Psylocke ends up knocking out Black Coat and Venger, the guy from the world where the prince wanted to fuck the dragon, shows up. And Psylocke had already gotten hurt. She's trying to not bleed out. Slaymaster shows up and shanks her and starts beating the heck out of her when Venger tries to hold her so Slaymaster can finally kill Psylocke. Slaymaster gets very angry at the interference, which gives Psylocke a chance to get a second wind. Then Rogue in the Iron Man suit comes in and kicks some ass with the Summers and McTaggart clan and then takes off the armor and finishes beating them. Mystic, meanwhile, tries to save Cat, 
and sees all the other versions of herself, including 616 Kitty, who tells her that she did great. Psylocke is able to turn the tables on Slaymaster, and he prays for mercy, which she decides to grant him. He turns around and almost kills her, but uh, but Sabretooth grabs him, and then Slaymaster teleports away, which feels really disappointing considering it's like the last issue. I agree. There's a lot of this that was, that was like, hmm. And the exiles then corner Lalandra, and she surrenders. Luke, what, do you, what year did this issue get published? 2008. Okay, it hadn't happened yet. I don't think. What hadn't happened yet? I, I was thinking about when Kitty Pride was seeing the 616 version of her. It's like, isn't that the Kitty Pride that's in the uh, magical speeding bullet? It could be. I, I can't remember what, what year should that happened. So there was Kitty also, finally sees friends for the first time in forever. So there's also the five issue backup where we get like the background on Sage and how she got all the voices in her head and they all hate her and how she's supposed to be the omniversal guardian. Now she wants to save Cat, but she's getting psychically, physically attacked. Cat saves her when she is about to fall off a cliff and Cat explains how she is splitting dimensionally which is why she keeps transforming. Cat is the chosen one who is supposed to fix the Panopticron because she is fluid and adaptable, because but she doesn't really want to do it. And she's adaptable because she's young. That is officially uh, the reasoning. It's like, sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, Sage's Diana Fox persona comes in and they want control. And so there's a really dumb fight it's like, oh, I want control. You can't have control. I need control. And the monsters show up. Uh, Diana is getting her ass beaten. Sage wants them to team up. But Diana doesn't trust her. And so she leaves. And that's when the source of the monster shows up, who is Merlin, who was the father of Roma and who wasn't always a crazy dude. But now he's just very evil and crazy. And he wants to take over Sage and then the Panopticron. Diana shows up to help Sage, and after monologue, Sage decides to try and unleash a new form, but instead gets knocked out again. Diana fights the rest of the monsters, and the Diana decides to merge with Sage. And when they merge, Merlin gets destroyed by the energy, and Sabretooth's like, what's going on here? Yeah, that's kind of how I felt, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not very good. This was an unnecessary backup story. It was also slightly longer than it needed to be. Yeah, because so much of it is, we should fight, we shouldn't fight, we should fight, we shouldn't fight. And it took up more of every issue than I realized it was going to. Mm-hmm. Like, usually, like, the Spider-Man Ghost Rider one that, that ran for a couple years ago, that was, like, two pages, I think, over the course of five issues. Mm-hmm. Back on Dragon World, Psylocke is recovering. Mystic pays his respects to the dead cat pride. Gambit helps with the reconstruction. Rogue and Colin are fight-boning. Lalandra gets sent to court. Naramani becomes the new empress of the Shi'ar. Antonia Stark shows up, and apparently she was making all the suits. Um, Morph decides to go with Empress Naramani into space, and he wants to stabilize the Empire slash bone her. Rogue decides to stay in this world to hook up with Colin. And the rest of the team returns to find the new sage who is now merged with the Panopticron, meaning she is even more of a computer than she normally is. Psylocke gets really upset here for some reason. And Sage is bringing life into the 
into the Panopticon and really just wants to know everything there is to know, which is kind of dumb and awful. Gambit, meanwhile, goes for a swim and runs into Valeria Richards, the teen who they met before, whose mother they just murdered, but now they've got a new mission. So they head into Earth 991, where Mongolians are attacking Viking Indian Amer Indians, which makes no sense because they wouldn't be Amer Indians if there was never an America Amerigo Vespucci to get them to be called that. Too true. And then they go to Earth 1137, where the team helps some insect humans fight the Shi'ar Empire again. Morph eventually goes home because things didn't work out with the Empress. Eventually, Gambit returns home for Namor's funeral and then becomes the new Lord of Atlantis. They steal shields from Wakanda and end up uh, defeating the evil Empire once and for all. Sabretooth and Psylocke start hooking up, which... Okay. And that's the end. They got more work to do. Let's see what you sound like what at least was kind of hinted at throughout like all of Claremont's run. So that part didn't bother me as much, but yeah, but it's, it, it's just weird. At least it sort of comes back up in Remender's X-Force. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah uh, because it did. Uh, because when the team goes in there, they're like, oh, hey, it's you, Psylocke, Sabretooth. I love Remender's X-Force. So we got five universes to put on. We got Dragon World. We got Mongolians versus the Vikings slash Indians. We've got Insect People. We've got Exile Rogues World and Exile Mystics World. So let's start with Dragon World. I didn't care for Dragon World. I didn't care for Dragon World either. Uh, so I'm trying to see where we've got, uh, how do you feel about this world compared to Vampire Avengers from the Exiles? Uh, better. I don't think it's better than Reed removing everybody's powers, though. Agreed. So our new number 176 is Earth 81114, Dragon World. Here's my thing about the end of this arc. It was everything to do with Madame Hydra. It's like her whole like reasoning for attacking the exile seems really weird. Mm-hmm. Only because this isn't the team that fucked her world over in the first place. It's, for it the most part. Some, it has, it yeah. has like, but it has like two members. Yep. Uh, we then have Mongolians versus the Vikings slash Indians, which is not good. Nope. How do you feel about it compared to the Savage Land that was two continents wide? Savage Land is better. Uh, compared to Marvel in Earth? Don't remember what that one was, so it's better than that. That was from the Nuff Said issue of Exiles, oh. where it was just that hotel, and people had dreams. Oh, uh, um, better than that. Yeah. So our new number 425 is our 991. We then have the insect people. And uh, little to no opinions on that. Uh, I don't think it's as cool as Brood taking over the Earth. How do you feel about it compared to Jessica Jones joining the Avengers? Uh, this is not as good as that. Uh, I don't know what dead banner means. So what if Kazar were a middle-aged accountant? Um, not as good as that. Squirrel Pool. Squirrel Pool is better. Uh, Deadpool is the Watcher, Aladakamak. 
Uh, not as good. Uh, Wolverine and Conan get a drink together. Better. Better. So new number 363 is Insect People. We then have Earth 1009 Exiles Rogues World. We never really got a lot of details. We knew that she was a wanted criminal and she's got powers that we're able to find. But... It's... Yeah. Like, with all the issues that we got with her, she didn't make much of an impact. Well, that's my problem with a lot of the new members of the Exiles. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how really you f- anything about them. How do you feel about her compared to Weapon X Hulk? Weapon X Hulk that is was better. A, uh, Invisible Girl dyed her hair. This is better than that. Our new number 447 is Exiles Rogue's World. I do like Mystic a lot. Yeah, Mystic was a cool character. Um... How do you feel about Mystic compared to Major Logan? Mm, he's better than that. Um, <laughs> Prince of Arachne. Prince of Arachne is better. Uh, Marvel Heroes. Marvel Heroes is better. Yeah. I like it more. I like him more than Little Gotham Universe. Yes, I would agree. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to Mongols ruling Black uh, Mercy Fantasy? Yeah, this is better than that. Then uh, the dividing line is Animal Man lost his powers. I think just under that is good. So our new number twenty three is Exiles Mystics World. <sighs> So that's the, I guess, end of this episode, the end of this arc. Next time when we cover Exiles, there was like a one issue story that I always forget about that I don't think I've actually ever read before. You should sound more shocked. Well, you already revealed that you didn't. That you hadn't read it. Yeah. But fine, for the listeners. <gasps> Luke, you didn't read an ep- issue of Exile? Yeah. So next time is Exile's Days of Then and Now. But next week we're going to be covering Cage. Yeah. It will serve as both a TV show tie-in for the Luke Cage television show and also as a Jenny Tartakovsky tie-in for the hit film Hotel Transylvania 3, which I am very excited for. Those first two are good. If you haven't watched them, please do. So, Devin, where can you be found online? You can find me online at Fred Ofet, that's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And Luke, where can people find you? You can find me online on Twitter at at Coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Uh, and then X and then Multiverse Q is a weekly podcast. You can find more about us at multiverseq.com, where we've got image galleries, notes, and all that other stuff. Uh, Keeping it short now, thank you for coming on again, Devin, and we'll see you all next week. Peace. Peace.